listening to The Thrill Train, episode number four. It's part two of our Universal Orlando Resort special, and today we're talking about Islands of Adventure. The rides, the food, and everything in between, so let's hop on board the train. Like a souped-up street racer on jet fuel, lightning rod blasts off. Iron Guazi is North America's fastest and steepest hybrid roller coaster. One of the tallest and fastest roller coasters. It then plummets. Top speed, 73 miles an hour. Universal Studios in Orlando opening up the Jurassic World Elastic Coaster. Something about 20 seconds of airtime. What does that mean? Attention all theme park enthusiasts. The Thrill Train podcast is online. Here are your hosts. That is right, folks. You have tuned back into the number one podcast in the world. We confirmed it. Don't even try to fact check that. We are number one. You have tuned back in, so you're about to have a blessing right to your eardrums for the next 30 to 45 minutes. Today's episode, we're focusing on Islands of Adventure. Ryan just got back from his (laughs) all-exclusive, all-paid-for-by-the-corporate-credit-card vacation to Universal Studios Resort in Orlando, Florida. Islands of Adventures on the docket today. What's going on, Ryan? Sorry, sorry. I was, I was busy signing some autographs. So I had some fans show up at the house. <laughs> <laughs> had to get out the old the old Sharpie and sign a couple <laughs> baby foreheads and stuff. You know, damn the life. What are you going to do? Yeah, you got to start making rules like no visitors past 10 p.m., please. We yeah. have to live a normal life. We got to. We really got to. Listen, we are just average Joes. Okay, we're just people like you. We go to work, but when well, when we go to work, we make gold records. Okay, that's just... That's exactly what it is. Some people got the talent, some don't. And we're going to leave that up for discretion. You decide who's got it, who doesn't. But we put our pants on one leg at a time. Before just like we get else. started, I want to thank you and the, all the team, all the rest of the team here at The Thrill Train. Um... I went to, as a, as all of you know by now, you've seen the promos online. You you heard yesterday's episode. Um, thank you for sending me on this all-expenses-paid trip. And I'll tell you, the trip went a lot easier when you let me use the corporate jet. I mean, that, that turboprop, <laughs> it gets you down to Orlando in an hour, and it's no problem. That's right. Yep. And could we be the thrill train without a corporate jet? I don't think so. So you're welcome. So. Uh, we're going to start taking it around the country here. Uh, it's just the fastest way to get to all the latest and greatest rides. So so uh, today it's your bonus episode. Hey, you welcome. Okay. We just do this for you, the people. We're giving you the free bonus episode. Um, yesterday was all about um, Universal Studios. Today is all about Islands of Adventure. However, when I went back yesterday uh, and listened to the episode... I realized I actually talked a lot about Islands of Adventure and not about Universal. So honestly, guys, we're just just we're just winging it. We're just going all over the map. Uh, Mix and match. Starting off this episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about my trip to Universal Studios and then ended up at Islands of Adventure. But you know what, guys? We're here to have a good time. I've got my tall glass of water. And for some reason, I have a small mason jar full of chocolate chips. But I'm not complaining because I'm eating them and they're good. 
Oh, man, I just got done down in this beautiful turkey sandwich. If you're out there and you know what boar's head crack pepper turkey is all about, holla at your boy. It's the best turkey on the market. But I just got done down in that thing. We are juiced. We're feeling fresh for this episode. And we're bringing it for you guys, the people. So Gosh. let's get it cranked up. Lucy Goosey, babe. I am in, yeah. I'm in the zone. I am here for it. Um, So for those of you who listened to yesterday's episode... Thank you. We appreciate it. We appreciate your support. You know, share it, comment, like, you know, all the stuff you got to do. But uh, today we're talking about day number two of uh, my trip this past weekend to Universal Orlando Resort. It's going to be a little more focused on Islands of Adventure, like you heard earlier. So I've got a little bit of a dramatic story. You already know part of it. And I wish we're going to get this ready for season two, but I wish I could just start playing some sound effects to set the mood. So go ahead, get the budget spreadsheet out next season, season two, mandatory touch screen, instant sound effects. We need the Jeopardy sound. We need uh, we need theme music. We need it all on a touch panel. So just go ahead and get it ready. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking through my wallet right now, and it actually looks like uh, I lost the corporate credit card. I don't know what oh, happened to it. Maybe you man. lost it. I don't know. So, oh, did I give it back to yeah, you after this oh, weekend? That's my bad. I don't know. I don't think you did. <laughs> so, yeah, we got, we got to find some money to make this stuff happen. So uh, here's the story. Okay, we all know the revenge of the mummy. It is has been closed for months. Everybody is waiting on, what do you call that? Waiting on, not hand and foot. They've been waiting around for the thing to open. All right, that's just the end of it. Um, On pins and and needles. On pins and needles, on bated breath. That's it. Bingo, bango. Got it. Bated breath. Um, So here's the story of what happened on Saturday morning, uh, this past weekend, on our trip to Universal Orlando Resort. Cue the sound effects. It rained all day. Well, after lunch. Uh, It rained for half of the day on our day one trip. So Friday night, we decided we were going to turn in early. We are staying on site. So we're going to do early park admission or rope drop, whatever you want to call it. So I said, you know what? We're going to get some shut eye. I'm going to go get my beauty sleep, mandatory nine hours beauty sleep. Got to have it. So went ahead grabbed a sandwich from downstairs, went to bed. That next morning, my wife woke me up like wives do. She gave me a smack across the head, told me to wake up. No, no caressing my face or anything like that. Um, (laughs) She woke me up at like 630 and she said, hey, uh, by the way, according to Universal's official app, after this nine to 10 month overhaul, the Revenge of the Mummy is going to open at 9 a.m. And if you look at the app, it says, Ride opens 9 a.m. So I shower off, skip breakfast, no coffee, nothing. We do it for you, the people. I got fresh, fresh underwear on. We're good to go. We're checking the Facebook groups, all of the, the, the places to get all your info. Other people are posting the same thing. Hey, guys, the app, it officially says it's going to open this morning at 9 a.m. They said they're going to open it in the summer. We're, they probably want to open it before Halloween Horror Night. So, uh, and, and allegedly, it was open the night before during that, that private event they had Friday night. So I'm like, bingo, bango, baby. We are about to break 
records. I don't know what we're about to do. We're about to about to be number one. So we wanted to be first in line. We knew everybody else has seen this notification because I knew we, we got to skip the early park admission at Islands of Adventure. We went ahead to Universal Studios. And uh, we got to City Walk. I'm like, guys, we got to hurry up. You got you to pick it up. We got to go. We got to get be, beat these people. that Everybody else saw this notification. We get to the gates. Crickets. There's nobody there. I, I knew it was going to be a line of like 100 people. Nobody there. It was really early. It was like over an hour before the park opened, but it was a ghost town. Um, so I said, you know what? Let's, let's actually go get some breakfast. Um, so we went to Voodoo Donuts. And I don't care who you are, Voodoo Donuts, they, they got a good quality product, okay? Your boy will suck down some donuts early in the morning. <laughs> and Johnny, don't be laughing because, you know, I'd be bringing you a box. I'd be bringing you a big old pink oh, box. Man. And you're like, oh, man, I, let me suck down this Captain Crunch donut here. Yeah, I suck down donuts with the best of them, man. I love a good donut in the morning or the midday or at night. doesn't matter. <clears throat> I can put them down. That's all there is to it. If I have one right now, I'd eat it. I'm just, I'm just saying. Um, if you're out there, bring us a box of Voodoo Donuts. Just drop them by. Uh, we'll put a P.O. box number or a routing number or something on the website. Just just get us the donuts. <laughs> or just just send us some some money. We don't, we'll buy them ourselves. Um, anyway, so we, we, we scarfed down our donuts. We turned around, and we, we went right back to the gates. And as we got to the gates, there was a couple of the YouTubers, you know, the the usual suspects started showing up because they got the notification too, and they're all kind of looking at their phones, and you can you can kind of hear them talking a little bit, like, "Oh yeah, it's at 9 a.m. and it was open last night," and then they they said this, and everybody's kind of doing the the Zach Galifianakis, they're crunching the numbers in the back of their head trying to figure out, okay, it should be open. Your boy Rick's Flicks was there. I talked to him for a few minutes. Um, by that time, though, if you look at at the Universal app, it didn't say it was going to be open at 9 a.m. It said that for hours. I mean, like, I don't remember how long it ended up saying it. Someone said they saw it at like 4 a.m. or maybe the night before. And then by like 7, 30, 8 o'clock, it was already gone. It didn't say anything. didn't say closed or anything. Um, so I'm kind of thinking in my mind, well, is the mommy going to be open? Whatever, whatever. Well, somebody looked at your boy Rick's flicks, one of the team members, and said, hey, Rick, did you see the app this morning? I'm like, here we go. This guy, he can't tell nothing, but he's giving us the wink, wink. It is it is go time. So it's about 20 minutes until the park opens, and a team member uh, ahead of us went ahead and checked us in, scanned our passes and stuff, and we're kind of telling her, like, hey, we're here for the mummy. Girl, what can you tell us about the mummy? And she was kind of confused. Now, I know Universal doesn't have, like, well, I don't know this for sure, but I'm assuming they don't have this giant uh, warehouse. They get every team member together. By the way, churros are this price. Uh, turkey legs are this price. This ride's closing at three. I'm, I'm sure they tell, they kind of compartmentalize. You guys need to know this and you guys need to know this. So I'm sure she doesn't have all the details, but she was kind of confused. She's like, they kind of told us there was going to be more team member previews. And I'm like, oh man, one step forward, two step back. Um, she said, she actually said, apparently there's been technical issues with the ride, and I kind of want to talk about that in a little bit, but just kind of continuing on, um, they had a small ceremony to open the gates. They brought in this family from from Wales over in the UK. Um, apparently, they do this all the time. We are never first in line, but apparently every 
every day or so often they kind of open the park with a ceremony and and they pick a random person to kind of say you know hey everyone universal studios is officially open um so we're off to the races boom i have to send you this video i got a time lapse and everybody is bolting to the mummy we're heading that way uh, you know, the thrill trains in the lead, followed by Rick's flicks, followed by this guy and this guy. And nobody wanted to run. I will say everybody was well behaved. Nobody ran and was fighting. Everybody was doing the the brisk, the awkward fast walk. <laughs> and we're all laughing at each other because we all know, you know, it, you don't actually have to be first. You just kind of need to be one of the you, know, you kind of need to be up there. So everybody is scooting to get to this thing. And everybody makes a right i didn't make a right i made a left i'm like oh frig we're gonna be last man we pull up to the joint it's freaking closed man it's not open boom not open (laughs) not open all the youtubers they went right up to it they said boo this sucks and um rick rick's flicks he was like man universal needs to get you know get it together this app sucks and i agree because they've had a lot of problems with the app um Anyways, we sat on the benches right across from the mummy, and Rick actually, he sat around for about an hour. Man, we waited for probably 30 minutes, and I'm thinking, gosh, come on. Somebody said, oh, I see one of the people inside. Maybe they're going to come and take the cones away from the front of the gate. Never happened. Mummy never opened. Universal let us down. We could have gone to early park admission at the other park. Boo. Get it together. I don't know what it takes. You're a billion-dollar company. Get your app together. You got to do better. Yeah, it's got to be better, man. Like we mentioned yesterday, I'm not going to rehash all of it, but people that came from way out of town or, you know, overseas or whatever, I mean, they're relying on this app to be accurate. For I mean, if you're going to force people to look at these apps to, you know, pre-order food or to check wait times and to plan out their day, then we're going to need that thing to be accurate. So, yeah, they got to do better on that, man. I mean, like you said, you could have been doing other stuff. could have been over at Islands of Adventure for early ride time. So... That just stinks, man. And yeah. I've, I've read all over the place that maybe it's already had, like, supposed to have opened, but they might be having some technical difficulties with it, or maybe they're just taking their time. I don't know. I don't know. I, I meant to do some research. Um, going going back to those technical, technical issues, I meant to do some research. I want to say it did get a partial retrack. Am I wrong on that? I know you, you kind of dig a little bit deeper than I do in yeah, some of these things. I, I think I read somewhere that it was going to get retracked, but I know that they redid a lot of the like projection stuff. I think they redid some of the animatronics, uh, just kind of refreshed a lot of the special effects. And I'm pretty sure that the whole ride operating system got a redo as well, which I think could be part of the issue if there is an issue, because I know that's really complicated. So maybe they're having some difficulties getting that thing honed in. Um, the ride originally was made by Intamin, um, and, and I'm sure that in the 20 years it's been open, the controls, the computers, the relays, the servos, all that stuff, the technology has long since moved on into the Gringotts, uh, Velocicoaster, Hagrid's era. So it's kind of odd that they've got these all these state-of-the-art rides and one of them is now become the black sheep he's got to run older controls and stuff so i'm sure they thought well if we're going to keep running this thing we got to get it into the modern era so i I know they did that i know they did some projectors like you said the animatronics i'm not sure how much track i'm to me if 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 i were running the show i would say whatever track 
looks like it would need to be replaced anytime soon while we're shut down go ahead and replace it you might as well if we're going to be shut down for nearly a year you might as well uh might as well replace it so uh that's the skinny on that i know we said this this episode is all about islands of adventure but on day two that's that's what went down uh to start off the day so yeah i think it was made by premier rides not that's right. That's right. I'm sitting here saying Intamin. It, it definitely is Premier Rides. Yeah. But anyways, nonetheless, yeah, I mean, it needed to be redone anyway. So hopefully they get it right. I know we're all excited to ride that thing and we're going to get on it and hopefully it's going to be worth the wait. But for right now, pretty frustrating. Not going to lie. Pretty frustrating. Boo. So, Boo. Yep. Uh, so go yeah, ahead. back over to Islands of Adventure, though. Back over to Islands of Adventure. Um, I talked about it a little bit yesterday. Velocicoaster. Um everybody's fan favorite uh let me tell you something the velocicoaster is a people eater and i had not noticed that before but i want to give a major shout out to the management and all of the team members at universal because you and i have been going around kind of park hopping you know six flags and eh, wild adventures um i've been to dollywood we're going to bush gardens we're kind of going all the way around and every time i go to universal i think these people are like fast food workers. They are spitting it out. They are getting people on and off rides so efficiently, so quickly, and it is it's always amazing to see, and it is great thing to see. Um, we walked up to the Velocicoaster, and it showed a 35-minute wait, and I was like, that's nothing. We need to go ahead. We walked up. People were in the extended queue, so they weren't in the normal queue. They were all the way to the left outside by the lagoon i guess they call it i'm thinking there's no way this is 35 minute wait and just sure enough you didn't have time to stand around we maybe would stand for like 15 20 seconds and the line just started moving started moving they were cranking the trains out um i didn't time train to train launch um i didn't feel like sitting there doing the math but they can crank them out on velocicoaster um, and it was, it was like 34 minutes. We crested the top of the peak at 35 minutes on the dot from the time we got in line. So, yeah. 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 That's, that's really a good thing for that park, honestly. I mean, and I think Haggard's is the same way. I'm pretty sure I can get a lot of people on that, but, um, yeah, you got to give a shout out for the smooth operations. Anytime you have really quick dispatches like that, it just helps keep that line moving. Like you said, and it makes people happy. I don't care how good the ride is. I don't care if it's the best ride in the world. If I'm waiting in line for three hours for it, I don't like it that much anymore. Unless it's my first time, if I know there's going to be a huge wait and I can mentally prepare myself, then maybe it won't be as bad. But if there's always mega long lines, I just, I, I can't handle that. I know a lot of people don't like that. And it just kind of puts a damp on your day. And you yeah, want to be doing other stuff. You don't want to be yeah. waiting in line. When you, you get paid done, a lot of money to be at that park. Yeah, when you get done, you're like, wow, that was fun. And like you said, it doesn't matter how cool of a ride it was. When you get done and you waited three hours, I ain't waiting three hours for nothing. I hate to tell you. Yeah. Well, maybe not nothing, there, but very few things. There was one time me and my wife and her family waited over three hours for the rock and roller coaster at Hollywood Studios. And I mean, it, we, we had all ridden it. You know, it wasn't like it was a new ride for us. But the line was moving so slow. And I think it was because they just had a ton of people using FastPass. The, mm -hmm. the operate, this is not a diss at the operations because Disney's pretty similar. I mean, they're cranking those things out. 
as fast as they can. But it, I mean, we waited over three hours. I love that ride. And after we got off, like you said, I was like, that was not worth it at all. That was the first thing we did. We got there at park opening. We go ride that thing. We get out. It's lunchtime. And I'm like, well, we literally wasted so much time. But uh, yeah. So anyways, long lines, no good. So shout out to the design team. One, for designing a people eater, like you said. And two, the operations obviously are top notch. So we, we got to love that. We love that. Eventually, I want to get some of the um, designers and, and engineers from Universal onto the show. I've, I've got a litany of questions to ask them. Um, so hopefully in the next couple months, we can get one of them on and uh, you know, maybe get some some fan questions as well. Yeah, Going that would be great, to, man. Going back to People Eater, um, I did get to experience a new attraction at Islands of Adventure that I had not done before. And I don't know if you've done it or not either. Um, but let me tell you, it is not a People Eater by a long shot. And his name is Dudley Do Right's Ripsaw Falls, Snoozeville. <laughs> I mean, this thing took forever. I, I, I We were probably in line an hour, which doesn't sound like oh, a long time, but oh, we were before, we were uh, basically in, yeah, a, a water slide. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's cool, but an hour? Yeah, it's a log flume. I mean, it is what it is. Um, yeah, that's, that's not good, but I guess when you're only fitting four people per little raft, ah, yeah, that's, gonna, <laughs> that's not going to eat them up. I don't know what happened because it is a five-person um, ride vehicle. And so I don't know if maybe over time something has gone on with the rafts or they didn't engineer it right. Or maybe my theory is that when they originally designed the ride vehicles, the weight limit per person was not as much. And maybe over the course of 22 years, uh, the average weight of each guest has maybe gone up a little bit. And I can say that for myself. I can say, say that for myself. Um, but yeah, they, they have five seats and one on each one is closed off. So I don't know what that's all about, but it definitely slows up time. Takes forever. You got the fast pass people because like we said earlier, a lot of people from the UK came over. It was a holiday weekend for them. Um, so they spent all this money. They might as well get express passes. So um, it definitely took a long time. I will say it was a really fun ride. It It's not an hour or more worth it to me. So No, probably not. I mean, if you've never done it, sure, do it. But if it's a repeat ride for you, ah, feels like more of a 15 to 30 minute wait is appropriate. But, I mean, you can't help how crowded the park is when you're there. So it is what it is. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? So uh, that's going to wrap it up for some of the updates uh, here for the beginning part of the Islands of Adventure special. Uh, we're going to go into a quick break. And when we come back, I've got a couple more odd things, some weird experiences um, that that I kind of ran into and uh, some food updates. Everybody loves the food. So we're going to go into that. We'll be right back. Now, the news of the week from the thrilltrain.com. After what seems like a 32-year wait since the first announcement, the ride vehicle testing with real-life humans has started on the Vacoma-engineered Tron light cycle installation at the Magic Kingdom. 
Work is continuing and new updates seem to be happening each week with announcements of concrete trucks and and safety net installations popping up all around. So we're going to keep you updated on that. And there's also an announcement that came from Six Flags saying that Mr. Freeze Reverse Blast was closing at Six Flags Over Texas. When they first made this announcement, everybody was freaking out thinking that it was going to be closed for good, which did not make a lot of sense because they just repainted the whole thing. So nobody really knew what to make about the announcement. It was very vague. They just said that September 11th is your last day to ride Mr. Freeze Reverse Blast. Well, they come out today, they clarified their statement. I think they realized that they caused a lot of confusion. And today they come out and say that they're just doing some work to it. So it's not closing permanently. Mr. Freeze Reverse Blast will be back. But if you want to ride it before this extended downtime, you need to ride it by September 11th. This is at Six Flags over Texas in Arlington, Texas. So be sure to get out there before September 11th to ride Mr. Freeze Reverse Blast. Welcome back to the Thrill Train Podcast. Here are your hosts, John and Ryan. Welcome back to the show. It is the Thrill Train. It is the number one podcast voted five stars by J.D. Power and Associates. Um, (laughs) We've got Johnny on mic number one. What's going on, Johnny? That's right, man. We're back to the show. As you said, uh, voted number one by J.D. Power and Associates for, I believe, Smoothest Ride. Is that what it was? For at least 12 years. Yeah, yeah. Best-selling truck for 12 years in a row. So um, we'd love to see that. But yeah, we are back and we're talking about Islands of Adventure today. Uh, Ryan recapped some of his visit in part one and we're going to start talking about some of the food updates in the park. We're going to list out our top three again for Islands of Adventure. We did Universal Orlando yesterday. Um, We did our top three there. And if you missed it, I don't want to give a spoiler, but I will just say that Ryan made an incredibly incredibly iffy pick in bold. his top three yeah bold. yeah i don't know if bold i think maybe uh uninformed might be a better word heroic <laughs> maybe i don't i don't know but yeah uh so we're gonna do that just a little bit later but let's hear some food updates ryan what what they got going on in the park man so this is going to include a little bit from yesterday. I actually forgot to include. I forgot to look at my notes. I was just so giddy about getting back on the air that I forgot <laughs> to check my notes. Um, so this is going to co- include a little bit from uh, Universal Studios, but who cares? Most of the food options are available on both sides of the train. Don't matter where you go. Um, we're going to start off with a restaurant in Islands of Adventure that, in my opinion, you can't sleep on. If you want unique food... You want to sit down. You want to get in the air conditioner. Um, it's called Confisco or Confisco. Some people pronounce it differently. It's right as you get inside the the main hub for the port of entry, right past the entrance to Islands of Adventure. It's right there on the right. It's attached to the Croissant Moon Bakery. They kind of halfway share a kitchen and stuff. Um They specialize in Mediterranean, a little bit of Asian, so really unique options. They do have chicken tenders for your boy Johnny. They got them on the menu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We ordered some hummus, uh, smoked paprika with corn and all kinds of stuff, hummus and fresh uh, fresh grilled pita bread. It's fantastic. I'd give it a at least a 9 out of 10, 9.1 for no rookie scores. 
Um, I got some kind of BLT with a fried green tomato. It was okay. I give it a give it a six point two. Uh, we all got sandwiches. The it was kind of bread heavy, um, but it's fine. If you're a pass holder, if you're an annual pass holder, they have an upstairs. It's called like the Navigators Club or something. I don't really get into the names. I just know it's like a pass holder lounge you can get into. Um, amazing. If you if you can sit upstairs on the balcony, they have amazing views. You can you're right by the Hulk. You can see uh, Hogwarts Castle, Velocicoaster, and uh, back to your uh, back behind you is um, Seuss Landing. So at night, Seuss Landing is always lit up. It's really cool. So Confisco. That was really fun. However, I want to say this, and I'm not exaggerating, because your boy knows his fast food. My French fries were 100% Burger King French fries. I'm not saying they oh. looked like Burger King or they tasted like Burger King. If you went to Burger King and bought French fries and you put them on that plate, you wouldn't tell a difference. I don't know how they did it. If they called up Burger King corporate and got a couple bags of frozen fries, now I think they got the king back there in the kitchen. I think it's he's the back king there whipping it out. Kitchen. I yeah. said, "Hey man, looking at this menu, can I have it my way?" And he said, "Buddy, you can definitely have it your way. We got the king in the back." <laughs> um, they don't even use that. You know, what's funny is that was their most successful like promotion they ever did and they don't ever you can't have it your way yeah, so king islands of adventure was like you know what thank you very much burger king we're gonna take the king and to have it our way and we're gonna start using it for promotions for confisco so bingo bango so the king of the port of entry is the burger king king he's whipping out the french fries <laughs> but here's the here's the flip side of that I like Burger King French fries, and I'm going to say this. We're going to lose subscribers. Get ready. We're losing subscribers what I'm about to say next, and I don't even care. Don't say it. Don't say it. I like them better than McDonald's. No. I said it. I said it. I don't even care what nobody says. I knew that was coming, and that is such a terrible take, dude. McDonald's French fries. I'm talking about they spank Burger King's fries. No they way. They're way overrated. Demolish them. No, dude. Are you kidding me? Fresh McDonald's French fries straight out of the grease with some fresh salt on them. I mean, just obliterates Burger King's. I would take cold McDonald's fries over the Boo. best Burger King fries. No way. No way. I'm telling you right now. On the next Call of Duty night, when our wives let us off the chain, <laughs> I'm going to Burger King. You're going to McDonald's, and we're going to try them out. Yeah, and I'm going to not share my fries with you because you have bad fry taste. Why would I, I let your you eat stupid fries? <laughs> I got my own fries. They're good. <laughs> you got your own doo-doo fries from Burger King. Disgusting. So what you're telling me is Confisco's got bad fries is honestly what <laughs> I'm hearing right now. They're fine. I mean, like... I'll say this, though. Wendy's French fries, the new French fries they're doing, if you got a good Wendy's, the Wendy's French fries are pretty good. Now, what do you think about here's, that? Here's Come how on. you know that you're in second place on the fry game is that they're always changing fries. You want to know who hasn't changed fries? McDonald's. It's been the they same forever. They definitely have. And they're no, going, they no, have not. It's they the changed same them. fries forever. Wendy's is like, we got our new fries now, seasoned with sea salt. Burger King's like, yeah, now we have hand-cooked fries. McDonald's is like, guess what? We got Mickey D's fries. They've no, been the they same didn't. forever. They freaking changed them. They changed no, them in like the 80s. No, no. They did. They I used to fry them in like the beef 80s? fat. Oh, no. So they've only had the same fries for 42 years. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, Wendy's we didn't have an after every show. other year. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> we digress. 
If you want good French fries, go to Confisco in the port of entry. Tell them your boy Ryan sent you, and they'll hook you up with some Burger King French fries. Some and very you can have mediocre it your way. fries. Uh, the next place we went to, we actually went to the day before for breakfast. I, f- I forgot to mention this was the Today Cafe. Now, you're going to find some similarities in some of these places, um, which is just all about efficiency. The park will share ingredients um, menu items, and and I'm not sure if there's a central kitchen, but the Today Cafe, to me, is the same equivalent to the Croissant Moon Bakery in Islands of Adventure. They don't mm. share the exact, they don't serve the exact same food, but honestly, your iced coffee, your your cakes and 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 pastries and baguettes and all that stuff, it literally looks the same. Um, which you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I got the uh, ham, egg, and cheese sandwich on a ciabatta. I got it last time we went, and it was awesome. And I got it again, hoping it was going to be awesome, and it was awesome. And I could not figure figure out why it was so good. And I took the top off. I took a video of it. Um, they have some kind of pickled tomato on it, which doesn't sound good, but it's really thin and it's really squished. So it's almost like honestly, if you think think about a pickled tomato that's almost ketchup i mean it's basically what ketchup is um it was banging it it literally took the whole sandwich up a whole nother point i get that sandwich if you gave it to me every morning i would have probably eat it i give it an 8.7 no lie Hmm. wow that is high it's pretty good um i actually recommend the today cafe in universal studios i kind of thought it was gimmicky when they first opened it i thought you know here's nbc just shoving another one of their products down our neck and honestly it kind of is but the food's pretty good we've never had anything bad from there they've kind of got fresh cut fruit overnight oats all that kind of stuff so if you don't want to feel bloated the today cafe is uh is pretty good for dinner or supper as we call it down here in the south um on saturday we went to antojitos mexican restaurant inside of city walk and sometimes people give that restaurant a bad rap. They say, oh, it's the worst Mexican food I've ever had. I think part of that is because just about every town, especially around where we live, every town has a bopping Mexican restaurant. So if you go to a big commercial place, it's probably not as good. My wife and I, we got like the fajitas for two and all the chips and salsa we could eat. And I want to say it was like 30 bucks, 35 mm. bucks before tips so we were definitely more than full we had a great meal so that's uh i recommend that place one of the last places we ate is definitely an interesting story we ate at the comic strip cafe now toon lagoon inside of islands of adventure is pretty dated yeah pretty not good they're trying to do different things with it um, the Wimpy Burger, Wimpy's little burger shack there. The Wimpy Burger is really good. People go there for the water rides to cool off. Other than that, it's heavily themed, but heavily outdated themed. Going back to Dudley Do-Rides Rips All Falls, I was looking around and I was thinking, if I had to retheme this thing, I would tear the whole thing down. Like it's so heavily themed, I have no idea how I would revamp it, honestly. I have no idea. Like if you had told me, who is Dudley Do-Right? I would say he's the guy who owns the log flume. <laughs> you know, yeah, so like, I don't know. Probably the only reason you don't know, because um, I know that you were kind of 
uh, limited on the movies you could watch as you were a kid. But the only reason I know anything about Dudley Do-Right is because in the mid to late 90s, there was a Brendan Fraser movie. Uh, the Dudley Do-Right by Brendan Fraser and I think Leslie Mann and a couple people. It's it's a C-list movie. It's worth watching if you're a Brendan Fraser fan. That's the only reason I know anything about it. And it, it's fine. But we went to the Comic Strip Cafe. And one thing Universal has now realized is that food is an attraction. If people are going to wait for hours for rides, they only get to ride two or three things the whole day, they better be eating some good food. So in the Comic Strip Cafe, they've revamped their menu. I think they've got the same burgers and chicken sandwich, but they actually have some Asian stuff. Um, Mm. Some people in our party got the uh, beef bulgogi with steamed rice. I got the pork char siu ramen. My wife got the pass holder. Uh, they have like a pass holder appreciation day item, which was smoked brisket grilled cheese. And I tried to buy it and it was phenomenal. I know you would tear it up. It's thick cut smoked brisket on a grilled cheese and not like sunbeam bread, like some, ac- some actual um, high quality bread. French fries. That sounds really incredible. Good. It was awesome, and, and I, I don't have the receipt in front of me. I did take a picture of it, but honestly, for our whole meal, we were all full uh, with our pass holder discount. It was it was under 30 bucks, I think, so it, yeah, it honestly wasn't that bad. So not here's the all. weird experience I had inside Comic Strip Cafe, to which led me to the conclusion, once we get so big, because we're almost there now, honestly, the thrill train is just blowing up. Once we get so big and we need to have a second podcast, I petition the next podcast should just be about experiences with park guests because people are weird. Yeah, I'm just saying (laughs) every time I go to a park, I have some experience where I'm I like for the next 10 minutes, I walk around speechless like what? What did I just witness? How are these people functioning in society? Are they functioning in society? I don't really know. Um, but what's, inside what's, the com- what's the deal with that? There's there's a lot of those. I mean, there's a lot of people like that at theme parks. And let's okay. Here, here's some ground rules. We're setting them up. Rule number one: wear clothes to these theme parks. Rule number two: behave yourself. Rule number three: don't skip lines. Nobody likes a line skipper. And rule number four, act like you've been in public. And if, if everybody can do that, we're all going to have a better day. You can tell Johnny has been to a theme park before because he had those raring to go. He had those locked <laughs> and loaded. Like it's you almost like I've down. been thinking about them for years. <laughs> you've been sitting there licking your lips. Man, I hope you bring up weird people. I got something for you. I'm going to bust it on you in just a second. Um Dude, we need to have a whole episode about that. Honestly, I think we could fill up a whole episode with odd stories and and weird stuff that have happened at theme parks. Probably. I think we could. It happens too much. It's so frequent. So Um, people just behave yourselves. Come on. Let's act like we've done it before. Do better. What's wrong with you? You ain't never been outside? Were you raised (laughs) in a barn? (laughs) Um, I was actually raised in a barn. (laughs) The Comic Strip Cafe... Uh, is one of the restaurants that many theme parks have. It's a big cafeteria. It really looks like a school lunchroom. It's it's well-themed to whatever it is. So like comic strip, they've got, I don't know, guys, like weird comic stuff everywhere. Uh, not the peanuts. Who are they? Archie. Betty Boop. 
Oh yeah, Betty Boot. Yeah, there you go. Archie's Digest. I, I I don't know anything about any of that stuff, but they got it all on the walls. Um, but instead of you going up to the counter, ordering cafeteria, then they call out your number, you get it and go sit down. I don't know what was going on. It was really confusing. So we walk in and there's team members standing around and we just said, well, we'll go get in line. And we go get in line. A guy runs right up to us and said, hey, have you checked in? I'm like, no, we didn't know we had to check in. Yeah, you have to check in. You're, you're supposed to get a table number from me and then go to your table number and then take a picture of the QR code. It was really confusing, guys. I don't even remember. So, okay, we go do that. We check in. We get our table. We set our stuff down. We all get up. We start to head up to the front so we can read the menu and all that stuff. And the guy said, um, have you checked in? I said, yeah, dude, we just checked in. He said, okay, uh, are you all one party? Yeah, we're all one party. Okay, well, only one of you can be in line. I was like, what? Well, how do we know what we want to eat? He said, you're going to have to look at it on your phone. Booyah, go ahead and add that to the list of the episode that we're going to have to do on post-pandemic problems and all the nonsense that parks are forcing on us after the pandemic is over. Just a cop out. I don't even know. It, it didn't make any sense. He's like, you got to go to the QR code and you got to pull up the menu and you got to select it. At first, I thought we were going to have the mobile order or something weird. So anyways, we just said, okay, we're going to, I'll go ahead and order and, and get everything. It was really confusing and I knew it wasn't just me because in front of me, this guy was so confused. He was asking so many questions. He said, well, can I, can I order this? No, we're out of that. Or no, we don't serve that, but it's on the menu. Something crazy was going on. He whipped out his team member ID to get the discount. I'm like, this guy works here. This guy works here (laughs) at the park and he doesn't know what's going on. So case in point, sign. <laughs> yeah, Comic Strip Cafe, they're really grasping at straws to make it relevant. They're adding some good food. Don't get me wrong. The food was really good. Mega confusing. On the subject of people being weird, this lady came up. And you ever run into those people at a theme park that you can tell they've never been to a theme park before? Or maybe they went to Disney 30 years ago and they just think, or um, Cypress Gardens. I always feel like the people I'm talking about just went to Cypress Gardens and they think, oh, we're just going to walk around and look at the topiaries. Oh, look, they have the ski resort going on, Richard. Let's go get a glass of wine. Like, come on, you're at Islands of Adventure. You represent, get crunk. That's what you're supposed to be doing. You're getting ready to rock. So (laughs) these people, this lady walks up behind me and she does the whole, have you checked in? Whatever, whatever. Guys, I'm sorry. I know I'm getting long-winded. Long-winded. You're just going to have to deal with it. Sorry, it's a funny story. Um, She says, oh, I don't want to check in. And he says, well, he don't know what to do. He's like, um, are you just going to order a drink or something? She said, yeah, we're going to get a coffee, an iced coffee, hopefully. Now, Johnny, I know you haven't been to the comic strip cafe, but on the menu, they have hamburger, cheeseburger, chicken sandwich, those three items that we ordered that I listed and you can use the Coke freestyle machine. Never once yeah. does it say there's a Starbucks located on the left. <laughs> I know every time I walk into my local burger joint, the first thing I'm thinking is I can't wait to suck down an iced coffee with this hamburger. Mm-hmm. A BK Mocha Joe. That's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> um, and some French fries. The King's probably back there whipping it up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I forgot. The king works there. I forgot. That's my bad. That's why she was confused. She just got her Burger King fries from whatever the place is called. So she's like, man, this place, 
They give it to me my way. I got the king back there. So Can I get ten nuggets for a dollar back there? <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have a double cheeseburger? Huh? AKA a That's- Whopper? That's enough. That's enough. No more Burger King. <laughs> Cancel it. Um, so anyways, the guy is mega confused. He's like, we don't really do coffee. We have coffee. And you know what he's saying? They got the gas station bun machine back there. They got to flip the breaker on and pour the water down it and get the coffee going. He said, it's going to have to brew. She said, well, I have to just make my own iced coffee. He said, so you're going to pour some ice. And it was such a weird interaction. I, I had that. It wasn't secondhand embarrassment, but it kind of was. It was really cringy. I didn't know what was going on. I had to get out of there. So just write that one down for the Park People podcast that we're going to do in the future. Mega weird. Um, I I hate that. I can't tell you how much I hate that. That just, I'm, I'm like, just go in there and get a Coke and get out. Why, why are people difficult? I, I can't stand it. I say this 90% of the time when I have a weird interaction with a park guest. Get a clue. Look around. Where are you? You think you're at the Starbucks? Now, don't get me wrong. There is a Starbucks in the park. It's on the other side of the park. But I'm like, you went into this comic book restaurant. They've got weirdo ramen and chicken sandwiches. And you think you're going to get a, a BK Mocha Joe not to carry on the, the BK uh, storyline <laughs> here. But anyways, get a clue. People are, people are odd. We're going to have to, you know make a whole podcast about that another one more one more thing and i'll uh we'll we'll turn the episode over is uh towards the end when my wife and i were eating at uh, anahito's they did the fireworks show the parks are closing you know it is a sea of people it is like moses split the red sea these people are just banging through this this place one guy looks up at his buddies and you can already look and tell these guys Definitely have an opinion about world politics. Uh, he said, all these people, this park is way over capacity. And the other guy's like, oh, yeah, someone should do something. They're they're probably going to get in trouble. This park is way over capacity. I'm here to tell all you folks, there ain't no such thing as no park capacity in 2022. They didn't make an announcement. And I know you didn't see an announcement because why would they announce we're back up to full capacity? No, they want you to think. There's not a lot of people going there. Ain't no such thing as no park capacity. They ain't over nothing. We're we're in desperate times now. So. Yeah, they're right now they're trying to recoup all the money they lost for two years. So yeah, they're cramming everybody they can in there. That they can legally do according to the fire marshal. I'm talking about if the fire marshal says you can fit a hundred thousand people in this park, guess how many tickets they're gonna sell? A hundred thousand. They're gonna pack them in there. So yeah, there is there ain't no COVID restriction park capacity. And you know what? That's okay. That's fine. It, it is what it is. Uh, you know, three and a half years to flatten the curve. We're not going to get into politics. That's canceled. Enough. No more politics. Yeah. No politics. Um, but I tell you what we are going to do is list out our top three rides at Islands of Adventure. Are you ready, Ryan? I'm ready. Who's going first? Are you going first? I feel you like... You know what? I'm going to go first. You went first yesterday. Yep. I'm taking yep. command. We're going number one right now. Here we go. Number one in Islands of Adventure is... No surprise, Velocicoaster. It Big is shock. so good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It is so good. It's one of the best roller coasters in the world. If you want to hear my opinion on it, go check out episode number one. Just a little plug for episode number one there. Uh, Velocicoaster is so good. 
Number two, I'm going to have to go with Hagrid's. I know that this is really Big typical. Surprise. Yeah, Hagrid's is so good, too. It's just not quite as thrilling, but it's a great coaster. It's a great family coaster, and everybody has a ton of fun on that. I was with Ryan whenever I rode it for the first time, and he can attest to this. This is so cheesy, but whenever I was getting off the ride, I was literally just cheesing like a little boy. Like, I was just smiling. And you were giddy. I, I mean, it was, yeah, it was just fun. It was just a fun ride. So Hagrid's at the number two slot. And then coming in at number three. Drum roll. This was kind of, yeah, this is, it was kind of hard to choose. I got to go with the River Adventure, Jurassic Park River Adventure. I got to, yeah. Yeah. It's a classic. It it kind of needs some refurb, to be honest with you. There's there's some stuff that kind of needs some touch up, but it's a classic. It is still a great ride. And I always have fun when I'm on that thing. So that's going to go in my number three slot. Now, there are other great rides in the park. Spider-Man's great. Uh, Kong is okay. Kong's fine. Hulk has got that Hulk air conditioner. Really yeah, Kong's got some good AC. Hulk is really fun. Um, yeah, to be honest, that could be number three for me, too. So anyways, that's my top three. We got Velocicoaster, Hagrid's, and Jurassic Park River Adventure. What's your top three, Ryan? So, um, I will echo what you said. Definitely on the River Adventure is great. It's nostalgic. They need to fix up some of the animatronics. They probably need to shut it down for a couple months and give it some TLC. But the nostalgia hits every time. It's fun. It's thrilling. Doesn't matter how many times I ride it. Uh, I it locks my legs up. I get scared. Number one, Velocicoaster. Duh. Yeah. Actually, actually, time out, time out. Let's back it up. Let's back it up. Let's back it up. As I said it, as I said it, my mind changed. Number one is Hagrid's, and I'll tell you why. Oh, I'll tell no. you why. I'll, I'll tell you why. I have good justification. Everybody can ride a Hagrid's. There's, there's not too much motion. There is a little bit of backup. I don't want to spoil some things, but I see kids of all ages, adults of all ages, everybody can ride Hagrid's. It's thrilling. It is amazingly themed i mean it is themed to the max the queue sucks but it's really good if i had to just hop right on a ride between velocicoaster and hagrid's i love the velocicoaster but hagrid's you can you can ride it pretty much even after you eat if you eat lunch you can jump on it velocicoaster you better not have eaten anything all day so that's my justification number two is velocicoaster i switched it up on you last minute you already know why. It's awesome. Well-themed. It's got the air conditioner. I know what you're all thinking. What could be number three? Is he going to list the Hogwarts Express for two days in a row? Oh, my gosh. And the answer is no. I'm not going to list that train. I'm going to list a different train. Which the is... The Thrill Train. The oh, no. Thrill Train. That's it. Bingo, bingo. Uh, I am going to list, uh, of course... I'm blanking on it literally as I'm, I'm trying to bring it up. The um, high in the sky Seuss trolley train ride. Now hear me out. Don't oh, give me the dude, Don't give gosh. me the booze. Don't give me two, the booze. Two days in a row with this garbage. Oh, dude, crank it up. Dude, listen to me. Listen to me. Okay, the reasoning is because yes, there's the Hulk. Yes, there are some shows. Like you said, Kong is a great dark ride. I'm all about the dark rides. Um, Pteranodon Flyers, we didn't even mention that. That is an awesome ride. I don't think you've ever ridden it. Uh, 
I'm trying to think what else. Rave Adventure is so much fun. Uh, I do not like Forbidden Journey. There is the uh, Vacoma Jr. That is the Flight of the Hippogriff. It's a great ride. Everybody can ride that. But honestly, if you're at the park, it's nice outside or it's dark. It's the best when it's dark. And you want the most spectacular views that you can get on Universal property, in my opinion, you go on the high in the sky, Sue's trolley train ride. You got the amazing blue lights coming from Velocicoaster. If you time it just right, you can get the fireworks over Hogwarts Castle. You got the green lights and all the sound effects from the Hulk. You can see every land. It's well lit. It's kind of Christmassy. It's, it's Christmas. It's awesome. It really is a cool ride and you can take the whole family. So it, it, it's good. It's good to me. Mm, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. That's what I got. Another, that's it. Another that, questionable top three from Ryan two days in a row. Maybe we stop doing top threes after this. I don't know. No, <laughs> I, I love it. I love it because you go for the like, man, I love the Space Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain. You just people are going to start. People are going to start questioning the validity of our top threes, though, with that kind of stuff. Oh my. no, people are going to say, you know that Ryan, he tells the truth. He tells it like yeah. it is, and I support him. Well, you could you could think about it that way, but I guess you know what? Kudos <laughs> to you for being uh, honest with yourself. So there you go. Uh, so that's going to wrap up our Universal Orlando Resort review. Ryan had the time of his life. This past weekend, riding the Hogwarts Express and the Seuss trolley train. And changed my life. It changed his life. So so that's going to wrap up our special two-part podcast about Ryan's trip to Universal. We've had a lot of fun recording these episodes. I hope you guys have enjoyed listening. Like Ryan said earlier, if you could, please share this with your friends. Share it on social media. We're trying to get this thing cranked up, and it would mean the world to us if you guys would share this on social media, um, especially if you've enjoyed it. Obviously, share it with anybody else who you think would enjoy it. So thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we hope that you guys will look for us on social media. Check out our website, thethrilltrain.com. That's where you can keep up with all the stuff that we're doing. So until the next podcast, this has been John. We got Ryan on the other mic, and we are out. Thank you for listening to the Thrill Train Podcast. You can find links to any of our citations or information about this episode in the show notes. Until next time, keep it locked.